Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Business of Ergonomics podcast. My name, as you guys all know, is Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board certified professional ergonomist and I work with a company. I actually founded a company called Ergonomics Help, where I help healthcare professionals, rehab professionals get into office ergonomic assessments. And then I show you how to market your ergonomics business to make it um, something that attracts your ideal clients and you make money from it. And it's really, really fun. Um, So today's episode is all about workstation glare. And this is an important episode if you've ever done a virtual or in-person ergonomic assessment and you thought that glare could be an issue for your client, but you really weren't sure how to go about addressing it. There's a number of reasons why this is important. There's actually three, or sorry, there's going to be four. That's four. All right, guys, there's four reasons why this is very important to do. And I'm going to walk you all through these. To get the notes on this, I have a blog post that you can check out. It's called, you can go to ergonomshelp.com slash blog slash glare. And there's going to be a free download there. It's one of the first things I talk about it on that blog. So you can go check it out there. It's called ergonomshelp.com slash blog slash glare. So relatively easy for you guys to go check out. So getting into glare and workstation glare, it is important to be able to diagnose the problem and then offer solutions that are not only cost effective, but effective in reducing the main concern of the glare. Because there's a couple of ways that it can come bring into existence here. And the first thing I'm going to talk about here is the root cause versus contributed glare. But if we take a step back and look at the big picture to why this is so important, is that when we're doing an ergonomic assessment, oftentimes we only have one shot at the assessment. It's not because you don't have a chance to follow up with that person again. You always have a chance, but oftentimes we're so busy with other things in our business and our life. What I teach in my Accelerate program is that we want to maximize efficiency when we're doing office ergonomic assessments. Ideally, you'll be doing office ergonomic assessments a few times a week and then marketing your business the other two times a week. So of course, you can follow up with anyone again if you perhaps made the the wrong uh, diagnosis. (laughs) I'm treating it almost like a medical doctor, but you're making a wrong diagnosis or a root cause uh, attribution in an ergonomic assessment. But ideally, you want to pump out these types of office ergonomic assessments because oftentimes they're simple and we charge we can charge a lot of money to a client for these types of assessments so it's very important that we hit these on the head to um bring as much value to our client and we can build our reputation think about it this way we have Um, a chance to do some really great work with a client. But that client, that business that we're working with, has connections with multiple other organizations and other companies in your city. 
So if we can provide this amazing customer experience, we're diagnosing and we're following up and we're making effective solutions to what the root cause is related to glare, then that in turn is going to get us more work. And on that note, we want to provide fantastic solutions. And I'm going to be jumping into that today. Um, As I mentioned, there's four different areas that I'm going to be going into. Uh, The first is the root cause uh, versus the contributed uh, glare. The second is how to test if glare is a concern. Number three, what you need to also observe uh, in an assessment to make sure that you're rectifying as much as you possibly can with glare. And lastly, we're going to be talking about solutions. So there is a lot of stuff here. Um, And as I mentioned, head to ergonomicshelp.com slash blog slash glare to get that free download that covers all this good stuff. So first, let's talk about uh, root cause versus contributed glare. And this, this is a big issue here when you're looking at workstation glare, because there is a difference between the root cause and what I like to call that's related to like the direct or indirect causes of glare. So that could be like headaches, migraines, um, etc. Or there's something I like to call uh, glare related to contributing factors. So this could be that someone has um, leaned forward postures, awkward postures, ergonomically risky postures, as a result of workstation glare not being managed. Um, you've probably seen this a bunch of times when you go to an ergonomic assessment, or maybe when you're walking past a colleague, they they might be like creeping their neck to one side of their body, trying to look upwards or downwards to avoid glare on their work surface, or they're trying to change their workstation or their workstation setup because glare is such a big factor. So those are the two, I guess, key indicators at first, whether you're looking at glare or um, contributed glare or I guess um, other factors of glare in the workstation. And the big indicator here is if you can solve the root cause of glare, so it could be you know direct glare or direct glare in that workstation, then that contributing glare, the awkward postures, should be resolved. And I'm, as I mentioned before, as ergonomics consultants, focusing on how to resolve those issues and the least possible steps forward will get you that reputation and referrals and um, um, all those other beneficials to doing really good work that we all desire. So that was number one, just giving you an overhead. Number two, I want to talk about how to test if glare is a concern. And you can use this whether you're doing a virtual ergonomic assessment or if you're doing it in person. And the value of this is obviously you're going to be figuring out what exactly is going on in a workstation. Um, and you can either either do this when you're doing um, your user interview or you actually might see indicators of certain postures that your client is using when you're in that assessment. So first thing, um, it might be difficult to see in that workstation. If there's too little brightness or too light, too much brightness, 
If your client is talking about eye strain, it could be they have burning, blurry, watery eyes. If they have headaches, if they have annoyance from flickering or even excessive workstation light, and if they've complained of neck pain, things related to their posture. All these issues are really huge hints that you have to address the workstation glare. And remember, if you want to get all this stuff that I'm talking about, just head to ergonomicshelp.com slash blog slash glare to download the freebie. Let's move on to number three, shall we? So the first thing I want to talk about here is that you have to also observe other aspects in the assessment, just relying on um, that person's uh, observations or watching that person have difficulty seeing, eye strain, headaches, annoyance, or neck pain is one thing. We as professionals have to make a conclusive, objective um, point in that workstation. So how you do this is that you want to observe whether it's reflected light on the screen. If you see reflected light on the, the monitor, that's, a, that's an objective uh, observation. Um, if you feel relief when you're covering your eyes with your hand like a visor. So you know on really bright days when you go outside and it's super bright and you want some relief, you, you put on a baseball hat or maybe you just cover your hand or cover your eyes with a hand. And if this, in this situation, you feel like you get immediate relief, then glare is a huge issue and concern in your client's workstation. At the same time, if you're doing a virtual ergonomic assessment, like I know so many of the people that I coach and I teach do, you can tell your client to do this very thing. And if they say they have relief, then that is a huge indicator on workstation glare. The next thing I want to talk about is the choice of colors in the office workstation. If they have primary colors like blue, yellow, red, what generally happens is that it is producing a lot of strain on the retina. Um, and this is called an after image. So a good indicator if there's an after image just closing your eyes and, or coaching your client to close their eyes and then if they see an after image, simply as that, then a choice of colors may be a concern. I've, um, I've done a number of office assessments where the walls of a workstation were all painted primary blue, like so any primary color I'm talking about here, so primary blue, and this person that I saw had the worst migraines. Absolutely worse migraines. So what I did was uh, got them to close their eyes, and if there was an after image produced, um, then we knew that blue that was there was the main reason of this person's um, eye pain and eye strain and headaches and migraines. And to think, how many times have you been into an ergonomics assessment and you've seen the colors on the wall? And it look, may look really, really, really cool, but is it the best for the person working in that environment? 
And oftentimes there's this divide between the designers and the architects who are setting up these workplaces and the person who actually has to get the work done. And when there's this mismatch or not fit, that's when these ergonomic issues such as glare can really stem up. One of the big things here too is if it's really bright or if it's if the windows are right in that um, behind the monitor screen, these are all, all also concerns that um, can be the result of not thinking of the end user in these environments. I've been to so many ergonomics assessments where the building is beautiful, it's brand new, the architects put in a lot of modern designs, it's an open workspace, uh, work in, workspace. there's uh, no curtains on the windows or no blinds on the windows, so it's very bright, there's lots of natural light, and there's also overhead light, and everything is white and bright. Well, you can only guess what the main indicator of ergonomic uh, risk is going to be. It's going to be that everyone has headaches and migraines because they didn't think of the end user's visual needs. Um, so all of these factors talked about, you know, reflected light on the screen, covering your eyes, choice of colors. If it's very bright, the location of windows, uh, the position of the lights, and if there's no curtains and no blinds, um, not to mention the color and the finish on the walls and the furniture. These are all concerns that can contribute to workstation glare. Um, I'll briefly talk about, you know, the, the finish on the walls and the furniture. It's usually recommended to be a, a matte, like beigey color um, to, I guess, reduce the, the, the glare as much as possible. So I know that was a lot of information. I get it. I'm just thinking to myself, I'm looking at all this list. I'm like, holy cow, there's a lot of stuff here. So what I'm going to get you to do, if you want my free download, I put this all into a PDF for you to check out. It's in my blog. There's a link there. So go to ergonomicshelp.com slash blog slash glare. You'll get it all there. The last thing I want to talk about is workstation um, solutions. This is number four. So this is the last thing that we are all here to get. Um, and generally, when we're talking about ergonomic solutions to whatever client, in person, online, making blog posts, <laughs> marketing our services, solutions fall under four categories. And I'm very much under the pragmatic approach when it comes to solutions. I believe that the most value that we can provide to a client is with engineering solutions. That's the most effective type of a solution because we are essentially engineering out the root cause of the workstation glare. And there's a number of ways that we can do that. I'm going to jump into that in a bit. Um, the other type of solution is administrative Glare, uh, sorry, administrative solutions where that has to do with looking at how the job is set up or work breaks or job enlargement to try to reduce the effects of glare in that person's workstation. Uh, the next thing is behavioral glare, which has to do with habits. Generally, it's not effective by itself, but if you pair it with engineering and administrative 
uh, controls, it can be much better. And then lastly, personal protective equipment, which generally is about improving the comfort level of a workstation. So padding, that that type of thing uh, usually falls into that. And if it's an, an environment where there's more risk, then it's um, we're looking at, you know, safety boots, safety hats, all that good stuff. So let's get into solutions. I want to first talk to you about the brightness in the working environment. The first thing I want to talk about here is making sure that there is the right type of overhead lights in addition to always using task lighting. In my opinion, every workstation should have some sort of task lighting environment. So if there's um, or option. So if there's like a really cloudy day outside or they're working a little bit later in the night or coming in early or it's just darker in general, they have that option to increase the, the lighting in their workstation. Um, and with fluorescent tubes and um, lighting in general in offices, it is absolutely too bright for that person's working environment. Um, and our monitors in general are just too bright. And this can lead to eye strain and eye fatigue, headaches, and migraines. So the key indicator here, what you want to do is match that work, that monitor and that um, brightness to that overall environment. They have to be the same brightness. And oftentimes it's way too bright. A, a really nifty tip here is for you guys to go into the um, the properties of like the monitor brightness. So depending depending if you're using a PC or an Apple um, on the type of monitor you're using, you can reduce the brightness of the monitor. Rarely you would ever want to have a monitor at 100% brightness. Um, if someone has eye fatigue or you know eye strain, headaches, migraines. You might need to reduce that monitor brightness a significant amount. But the way to do this is through trial and error. Reduce the brightness, see how your your um, client feels, but keep on reducing that brightness so you can ensure that that workstation glare is being managed. Um, fluorescent tubes are generally way too bright. so. What I suggest to people is to get like an environmental service um, person or a janitor or something, or even like themselves, remove some of those fluorescent tubes from above that person's workstation. If there's three, move to two. If there's four, move to three. Um, Changing that will have a huge effect because oftentimes the flicker rate in those fluorescent tubes, they just don't match up with what we can we can work in. So it has this inconsistency and it's just not a great fit. If at all possible, if you are working with someone with a lot of um, workstation uh, symptoms, glare symptoms, extreme symptoms, look at full spectrum lighting and replacing bulbs or incandescent lights with uh, full spectrum lighting. That gives a lot of benefits. Um, the next thing I want to talk about, and these are really big general items. Again, check out that blog post I mentioned earlier to get all of this. But what you want to do here is ensure that 
that person's setup is positioned and orientated correctly next to windows and lights. This is huge because like I said, the monitor brightness has to match the surrounding environment, but oftentimes that surrounding environment is way too bright. And it's usually recommended to be located at a right angle to a window. So, um, and, and when we're talking about glare, it's very much an element of contrast. And the, that's the reason why positioning yourself at a right angle to a window is so beneficial. Um, and then another aspect is to be in between overhead fluorescent tubes and not be directly underneath. Uh, of course, picking the right type of light uh, wall colorings and desk coverings um, and trying to minimize the amount of reflectance is absolutely so key. But often it's getting to that root. So if the environment is just too bright and there's way too many windows, um, if you can minimize the amount of environmental light coming into that workstation, it's going to be a lot better. So it's Sometimes this is about coaching your client to pull down blinds um, during certain times of the day or closing blinds at certain times of the day or um, curtains, all those good time, all those good things. I generally like to recommend Venetian blinds because that has gives you the ability to um, give that user a little bit more flexibility. Um, making sure that the walls on the work surface are painted a color that's conducive for viewing comfort. Remember the night, the neutral colors that are are matte are always always more recommended with than primary colors. And making sure that monitor brightness and the angle are set up for optimal bright brightness and reflectance. So that means that after you you do these changes well whether you can or you can or at least coaching your client and how to figure out if there's workstation glare moving forward um like i mentioned that the the baseball hat analogy and cupping your hand over your eyes to see if glare is reduced and looking at the after image once they get their equipment ordered um you want to make sure that that monitor brightness and the angle are set up. So that means no reflectance on the monitor, uh, making sure that there's relief um, and, the, and the overall workstation glare is reduced there for that person. And, you know, this is a lot of information. It really, it really is. I intend this to be only just a really short podcast, like 10 minutes and it's clear that I've gone way over. Um, but once you get into this workstation glare, it's it's kind of difficult to talk and make clear about all these intermingling aspects on a podcast. So note to self, uh, moving forward, this possibly isn't the most uh, the best uh, system to do this. Maybe I'll do like a webinar one day about this. I just did a webinar with this for my Accelerate group. So I wanted to um, share all the key findings from that, but it's glares and depth for high-performing professionals um, in the ergonomics field. Making sure that you're nailing glare is so key because this is 
what gives us the reputation that we want, right? To get those high ticket clients. Um, but yes, if you do want more information, make sure you go to ergonomicshelp.com slash blog slash glare. You're going to see all the information related to this podcast. And there is a really nifty download there for you. So that concludes this episode all about glare. Hope you guys liked it. Hope you got value from it. And as I tell my students and my members and all the programs that I have, it's much better to get it going rather than getting it perfect. So next time you are in an assessment, just looking at all the factors I talked about here or in my blog post and putting it into action is going to be the best value for you and your clients. And you can always iterate while you're doing this in the next um, assessment that you do and the next client that you see, but getting it going is much better than waiting for everything to be absolutely perfect. Alrighty, so that concludes it. Hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you or you'll hear me in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.